0: Hey, it's D and welcome to this podcast episode. You know what, real quick, um, I'm not even going to get like way, way into it. I'm just going to get out of the way more than anything. But real quick, some quick housekeeping before we do. Uh, First and foremost, I just want to let you know that um, I literally just relaunched the 21 Day Transformation Challenge. I literally just took everything down. Took it all apart, put it all back up, and I'm literally relaunching it right now as I'm releasing this new podcast episode. So, inside of it, if you haven't signed up already, go ahead and sign up because inside of it, you're going to see everything from like, you know, how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting. I literally show you like how I'm able to easily control my blood sugar with foods that I already love and how I'm literally like go- able to go out and really just kind of like stuff my face and people can't even tell that I'm eating too control my blood sugar. I just want to give it to you 100% for free. It's a free 21 day transformation challenge. Every single day, you get a download a video and some content love thrown in there. Okay. It's 100% for free. Everything is all new and you can completely get that right now at lifeovertype over backslash 21 days. Again, that's life over type com backslash 21 days. All right. So let's get on with the boogie. Look, the goal From the onset, it was always to provide a platform for people just like you and I and the catalysts needed to empower, inspire, and play a huge role in changing the world as we know it. Type 2 diabetes is a metabolic condition, amongst a number of others known for taking lives and shattering countless families. Today's guest is a leader in the field looking to take the paradigm of type 2 diabetes and metabolic disease as we know it and completely turn it on its head, literally, and he's doing it with food. With a heart to serve, he's compiled a board of some of the absolute brightest minds today attacking the epidemic that we all know way too well right at its source and working from the top down. As the founder and CEO of Low Carb USA, they're educating doctors, nutritionists, dietitians, nurse practitioners, health coaches, and fitness and health experts from around the country. His board, speakers, and panel guests include some of the brightest in the field. For example, Dr. Stephen Finney, Gary Taubes, Nina Teicholtz, Dr. Robert Sivas, Dr. Ken Berry, Dr. Gary Fetke, Dr. Eric Westman, Thomas DeLauer, Dr. Andreas Enfeld, Dave Feldman, Evor Cummins, Dr. Ted Naaman, Dr. Sean Baker, Dr. Will Cole, and Jacob Wilson, just to name a few. So, when we say the faster that we lift one another up and the faster that we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families, the faster that we change the world together, look, these this gentleman that we're having on here today not only are we saying that because it's true our guest and his circle of friends are living this reality every single day look i'm absolutely stoked to have this gentleman on the podcast today so let's get right to it with mr doug reynolds doug i'm absolutely honored and completely stoked to have you on so if you don't know already mr doug reynolds is of low carb usa phenomenal Uh, line here on turning the consensus on its head and i first have to really kind of personally thank you um you know from the bottom of my heart and here's why okay Uh, we'd recently just become acquaintances on um you know online on twitter and you know long story short what really kind of captivated me about your work is that uh you know for me as a type 2 diabetic and i don't know if you've spent time in some of these different diabetic um groups but um what really, what really kind of ties everything together for a lot of type two diabetics is that we go through this struggle where a lot of us can have addictions and struggles with food. Okay. Then we find the low carb ketogenic approach to things. We give it a shot and immediately we're kind of like shot down. And it's weird because when we talk to our providers, it's almost, we're told not to do it. And we're like, okay, What's your suggestion? We look at them and they're like, follow this route. And then understanding what we've now seen in the low carb community and really just a lot of other communities with food as a whole, we're seeing people now reversing their diabetic symptoms, getting things under control. And then when we ask our provider, okay, have you done this? And it's like, no, you know what I mean? And it's a very challenging position. And what made me and really kind of captivated me to your work Is that when I say that your tagline is turning consensus on its head, it literally is doing that because the light bulb for me went off when I saw your work and you're literally out there and you now have educational programs, educating doctors, practitioners, health coaches. You have an entire, not just a library of information, but an an entire network where people can not only go and see and seek help from actual doctors, even more so you're out playing an active role in educating them and really kind of changing the paradigm as we now see it today. And so thank you. Thank you. And, um, if you don't mind me asking what led you into the low carb, you know, ketogenic way of living and how did that really kind of take you and spur you to take the approach that you're taking now?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for that. And, um, I really appreciate it. It's cool to know that our work is is appreciated at least at least by you. <laughs> um, so, I I was never really sick um, that I know about. In other words, I was never tested. I'm pretty sure that I was at least pre-diabetic, but just never had been tested. Um, but I had been a, a relatively good distance athlete. Um, I was never competitive, but I, you know. I, I was running ultra marathons, big famous race in South Africa, the Comrades Marathon, where, you know, in a field of 14,000, I finished 98th. Wow. Um, I was still an hour and a half behind the winner, but but still way above average. Right. Um, and I used to be bulletproof. I used to eat such a lot of crap, you know, and and... I, I teased Tim Noakes about this because I was really following his his advice about the fact that you have to eat carbs to be able to run distances and um and especially carbo loading you know for the three days before the race and i i I would say I was bulletproof in terms that i didn't put on any weight, but every time i i used to get close to the race I would like three days before I would go on this regimen of eating just pasta and potatoes and rice with a a little bit of little bit of meat or gravy or whatever to give it some flavor um but going from a point where I was incredibly fit and excited about the race coming up to being standing on the start line the morning of the race feeling like I didn't even know if I could get to the corner um, and i couldn 't understand why I always used to think that I was nervous um and that it was nerves for this big race and this huge effort that I was basically training for a whole year for this and it must be that i 'm so nervous that i that I put myself out of action. Um, I now know that that's wasn 't the case you know um but I got an email from someone actually. Funnily enough, trying to sell me exogenous ketones, but the t- the, the heading of the of the email, uh, the subject of the email was uh, ketones, an alternative source of energy to glucose, and I was at the stage I was now um, fifty fifty one, mm-hmm. and in the last few years I had started to put on weight that bulletproofness <laughs> didn't exist anymore. It didn't matter how hard I ran, how much training I did, what I tried to do. I kept putting on a few pounds each, you know, each year. And I had literally a week before this happened, stood on the scale and seen that I was about 35 pounds over the my fighting weight, that weight that I always used to maintain so easily without even trying Um, a few years earlier when I was running all these distance, ultra-distance races and that. Um, And so I was just in the right place. You know, I mean, there's no way in hell that I could believe that carbohydrates wasn't what I needed to be consuming. Um, But I thought I'm going to try this because I'm I'm desperate. And um, so I started... Well, I started researching first and I spent about three weeks. I stopped working literally reading every paper I could, listening to every podcast, and, and in those days, just YouTube videos that I could get my hands on. And after three weeks, I was convinced that that this science made sense. And being an engineer, that, you know, that was what you do. You you try to understand how things work. And so I decided to pull the trigger and um, do start doing this ketogenic diet. And Within, I went through, I knew nothing about it, so um, I barely believe now that knowing what I know now, that if I'd known to to consume more salt um, right from the get-go, that I would have suffered less with the keto flu than than I did, so I I suffered fairly severely after about a week, Um, a lot of dizziness, hypertension, and stuff, because my my blood pressure had, had dropped, but after about two weeks, um, I, I, I things just started turning around. I started um, being able to jump out of the bed in the morning. I was doing, um, twice a week, I was doing these um, back-to-back double martial arts classes on, uh, in the evening. And it was 90 minutes of really hardcore workout. And I used to literally almost not be able to get out of bed in the morning, the next morning. And within about 2 weeks i was i was jumping out of bed and going for a run um and it was it was such a profound improvement and then all sorts of other things that i didn't even know about started to clear up um respiratory issues and um skin issues and and all sorts of things that that uh, all started to clear up and go away um and and even more important than than, than that was i suffered um, from a very severe t b i when I was in my early twenties from a motor car accident and um, have suffered a lot with especially with with my short term memory um, and that that hasn 't gone away but it has improved enormously and um that 's something i 'm probably even more grateful for than than anything else you know the improvements that i that I have experienced and you know after about five months I'd lost the 35 pounds I was back down to what I used to be my fighting weight back in the day when I was running these ultra marathons um, feeling fantastic and started pounding my hand the one evening talking to Pam was actually my birthday and uh, we were we were raving once again about how amazing this was and the fact that you know there's the low carb down under, or, yeah, low carb down under in Australia, and the whole Banting thing led by Tim Noakes, Prof. Tim Noakes in in South Africa, and you know there's a lot of stuff going on in in Sweden where they were looking at, at re- rephrasing the um, their dietary guidelines and advice, especially for patients that had diabetes and were sick. And I, I, and I was saying like we through here in the U.S. through Ansel Keys and the McGovern Commission and introducing these dietary guidelines, which pretty much the entire world has um, adopted now, uh, we're responsible for inflicting this on, on the world and that we should be taking on the, the obligation of, of trying to put that right. And we had a lot of experience putting on conferences and stuff. I'd never even been to a low carb conference, but um, I, I started writing to. Literally, got up the next morning and started writing to people. I wrote to Jimmy Moore and Jeff Follick and Steve Finney and Gary Tarb for those of people who, who know the big names in 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 this environment. Um, and you know, Jimmy wrote back in ten minutes and said, "How can I help?" and um Gary Taubes took a while but after a while he eventually agreed to talk to me and after speaking with him for an hour he was convinced that I my I suppose my heart was in the right place and I he sounded like I knew what I was doing and so he he agreed to come and speak as well and that was like the the, the core of the of it and I literally from from nothing to uh, like I, I had to establish a, a, a domain and create a website and establish a social media presence and everything. And we, we put on our first conference in six months.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And I, I'm, I'm glad I don't know what I know now back then, or I didn't know what I know now back then <laughs> because, because I would never have, I would never have even started it. Um, and I think that, that, Ignorance was probably was probably a good thing because I just I just believed in it and I just went and, and I didn't put the thousand people in the room that I that I was pounding my fist about, but I got 350 people there, so which was probably the biggest, well, definitely the biggest event at at least at at the time, um, and it was massively successful and wow you know the idea was that we would put on one a year and then it just grew from that and, and people asking us to come and do something on the east coast and so the next january we put something on in florida and then you know we've been around um we've done san francisco we've done seattle um we've done one up in virginia in, um and we've done we go doing one we partnering with trocholagian in in uh, new york and um I think it's may next year or april july next year sorry um and we even got invited to to bring some speakers out to do to participate in and be a part of uh, an amazing conference in Jakarta and in indonesia um early early this year in April, which was an incredible experience so yeah i mean it just it just grew from there and but it became you know, what I wanted to do was provide people with a, a community and a and a, a place f- f- with resources for the, to help them. And so we um we developed a a coaching program. I established a a database of um practitioners, both medical practitioners and nutritionists and now even health coaches. We've got three different sections now. Um, where people can submit their information, and um, you know, people can go in and search using their zip code and find practitioners that they might be looking for in in their area, um, which is uh, one of the most visited sort of pages on our, on our website currently is are, are these practitioner pages, um, and. We then partnered with the Knox the Foundation and the, or the Nutrition Network, which is a spin-off of the Knox Foundation um, in South Africa, because they had provide they created these training online training courses. Initially just for doctors, but now they have courses for nurses, other medical practitioners, um, even health coaches now, and um, and nutritionists and, and dieticians, and and so what we do is we we certify people on our provider list if they have done one of these training courses because that's the way that we can know and be comfortable that the people really know what they're talking about um there's some and it's becoming sort of flavor of the month now keto is one of the most searched ter- terms in, in in google right now and and Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon and we just want to be sure that, that if people are going to be trying to teach other people that they understand correctly what, what it's all about and that they, they have um, the proper education for it. Um, so that that was really cool. We developed a database of um, papers. um Clinical trials and and other such papers that um, are in anything to do with carbohydrate reduction, pretty much. Um, we we've got links to m- most of the papers out there, and a lot of uh, um, another section of articles and stuff where you know people. We got quite a few from with uh, Dr. Georgia Eid. Um, she writes some amazing stuff, and. Um, but anybody else who who writes a a, a really decent article will will put a link to it in there as well so people can find um find more information and more reading on that. And then the most important thing that eventually developed out of this was um developing a set of clinical guidelines for practitioners because you know, one of the things that most practitioners right now, doctors especially, are, are even if they, they think they agree with it, they are afraid, well, a lot of them are, are afraid to a- advise their patients yeah. about it because they're afraid that it's not standard of care and that they, they could be liable. And um, and so our, our biggest thing that we do right now, the biggest effort um, is is in developing or trying to establish an alternative standard of care for non-carb eaters, because the current standard of care applies to people who eat carbohydrates excessively, and um, a lot of that stuff does not apply to 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 people who restricting carbohydrates and adopting this LCHF way of life. Um, so, Dr. Adele Haidt, um, basically, did most of the, the lifting on on developing that. We established a panel of advisors, people all around the world, including Prof. Tim Marks and Dr. Gary Fetke and Georgia Eid and Brian Lenskes and and just a, a, a litany of of in, incredible minds in in this environment. And um, so Adele basically penned this set of tr- clinical guidelines, and then um she went and bounced it off these this panel until she eventually incorporated all the feedback from all of these people and everyone was happy that it was ready to publish. And we published this in just at our conference in in uh, Seattle in in May. Um and that's also now actually I was saying the providers is the most visited the page, but um, the clinical guidelines page. I'm actually proud to say, is now our most visited page on our site. So that's um, that's just incredible, and it's been translated. Now we have a, a, a links at the bottom to um, download um, PDFs of, of the thing in not only in English, but now in German, both versions of Spanish um the uh german spanish portuguese and french um and then we're working on other uh, a couple of other translations dutch is one of them that i know about and uh we'll we'll work on anything else that people suggest might might be useful because we want to get this into the hands of as many doctors and as many clinicians and practitioners as as we possibly can, because it's the conversations around these guidelines that we believe is going to eventually establish the consensus, which effectively is the standard of care, because standard of care is not a document. It's a consensus amongst practitioners with similar education in a similar environment, what they actually believe is the correct Course of action in, in any particular situation. Right. Um, it's, it's 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 that's the legal definition of it, and yet it's a it's a really intangible thing because it's it's literally like you would have to take a thousand doctors and poll them to find out what standard of care was considered to be. You know. So. So yeah, I mean, so we started out with the idea of trying to help educate people by putting on a conference, and it's developed into something a lot bigger than that, which we, we, we're pretty proud of.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Which you definitely should. I mean, you know, coming from the other side of the fence, right. Or maybe on the, on the patient side of the fence um, when we start to take that next step and we do see some pushback, you know, from our providers and some of the doctors out there and you're right. Um, a lot of them are going to see it. As a, a bit of a liability, you know, um, I had gone through two different providers and my initial one, the second I said, keto, it was just a black and white. No, um, I might as well just told her I started, you know, something else, you know, like doing yeah, no, something that, out of this world, yeah, you know,
1: eat, drinking arsenic or something. Right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> and then it was weird because. Um, you know, bless her heart. Wonderful lady. I, the hard part is, is I knew that she was coming from the inside of her heart, you know, versus, you know, dietary politics. Although I'm sure some of that was involved, um, uh, or maybe just a view of, and then when it came to, when she had moved, she had ultimately moved. And then I got a new um provider. The first thing that my new provider said is like, where's the data, you know, a little more, a little more, um, open-minded, which is phenomenal, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I guess maybe my question would be, um, because as a regular person, right? Cause we can all stare at the diet. However, I think as a type two diabetic, or at least maybe somebody fighting a metabolic disease, I think the first thing that, that makes it tangible for us or that we can at least gravitate to is that we can look into the eyes of another person and be like, oh, you did it? You have the same thing that I have and you did it? Like, how did you do it? Oh, I did it with this new lifestyle change. Oh, wonderful. Um, what What do you think are some things that we can do, maybe not to so much combat the providers, but maybe like give them... Additional resource because like what are some I guess maybe the better question would be what are some of the challenges that you're seeing to get some of these providers to open up and ultimately like of the providers that are gravitating towards you like what's influencing them and maybe how can we also help support that.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a tough one. You know, if it if, if that was, if there was an easy answer to that, then we wouldn't have the majority of the practitioners still refusing to acknowledge this. Right. Um. Unfortunately, what we are seeing right now. Um, and I did an interview with Christian Assad, which came out on my podcast today, I think. Um, and he was the same thing. I mean, he he only. Acknowledged this once he discovered it for himself and tried it on himself. Doctor Brian Landskare's, Doctor Trokelian. Everybody has has had a personal epiphany first, and then said, "Oh, okay," and then done a bunch of research and said, "Right, okay." There's even more. Uh, this is the only thing that that really has any any evidence to back it up, right. as opposed to the to, to the current dietary guidelines, um, and. And so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh, advising my patients on this. Um, what what we really need to do is, is get is get that get this education, the nutritional education, into the med schools because you know they literally at the most have like one afternoon of, of nutrition education in seven years of, of of studying. It's just it's just crazy that that you know you're. The fact that you can be a doctor and, and 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 that they can feel under that they can believe that a doctor doesn't need to understand what the body n- needs to survive on. How can they be a doctor if they don't understand that? I, I just I I just don't get it. It's ridiculous. So you know there's there's that, but that's going to be a long way down the road. Um, what's what's really going to happen is that. Um, people like you are going to teach their doctors every now and then someone like you will go into into their doctor's office with these completely reversed syndom- symptoms and everything and the doctor's going to say what the hell did you do yeah and you show and you you tell them and they happen to be open-minded enough to think wow okay maybe i need to take a look at this and um and then they'll maybe hopefully research some more maybe you know and that's that's a kind of Reason why I I feel like our site is so important is because it, it it's almost like a one stop shop now. You can go there and there's if you want to just look at the research, you can go and look at the papers. If you want to, uh, I mean, you know, the, all the all the video content that we've got on there and the, the interviews that I've done with with people like Dr. Robert Silas and stuff was just stunning. Um And that, all they have to do is start listening to to those things, and they will start to they will start to get it and come around. And um, I I was just, you know, and that's going to, that's the other type of doctor that there are much fewer of, but the other ones that that are are taught by their patients, Um, Dr. David Unwin, who's one of the panelists, he's in the UK, Um, he's one of our panelists for the for the clinical guidelines. And his story is that he, he literally had an appointment with a patient he hadn't seen for a long time, and he was getting she wasn't filling her prescriptions and he was getting really worried about her and Someone was sitting in the in the waiting room and and he said to her, and oh, i sorry, um, you must be here at the wrong time or something because i'm I'm waiting for someone else and she said, no, doc, it's me <laughs> and she had changed and lost so much weight and changed so much that he didn't even recognize her wow and and he said to her what the hell are you (laughs) did you do and she said well um basically yes i stopped eating carbohydrates um uh, what she did say was he had told her to to stop eating sugar because she was not only obese but diabetic Mm -hmm. and um so uh to stop eating sugar which was at least some good advice um but she said but you know what i thought about it was that potatoes and rice and other carbohydrates just turn into sugar in my blood as well so why don't I just stop eating that as well she worked that out for herself it's awesome and she you know not from podcasts or the internet or anything she literally just worked that out for herself and and she did it and she lost a bunch of weight reversed her diabetes came off her meds literally on her own which is not what we what we advise anybody who's saying if you are on medication of any kind, then please try and find a low carb friendly doctor that can help you de-, de prescribe properly. Right, but she didn't. You know, she she ended up just doing it on her own, and um, that's why she was, you know, David was 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 concerned about her because she 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 wasn't filling her, her prescriptions. Um, so there are a few docs that that have been converted that way. Uh, mainly, most of them though, only because they've had to go through it themselves. But hopefully, more over time, more patients will start to convert their doctors, and then eventually, more doctors will just hear about it because there's just so much going. Like, it's it's just everywhere now, and that they have to eventually listen, think about it, and say, you know what, there's got to be something to this. Let me at least look at the data, and if they look at the data with an open mind, they just they just can't not see it they have
0: to see it yeah 100% and you know what just um just because in some of the circles you know whether it be um you know like facebook or youtube or um you know the the proliferation and the acceleration of type 2 diabetes it's really sad because in some of these groups it's almost like every other day you're hearing stories of i just got diagnosed this just yeah. you know and And so let's take, if you don't mind, let's take a really quick step back, uh, to really maybe just serve everybody that has, is just coming around and, you know, they may have seen keto or even low carb. Um, You know, maybe even all the way back since like, you know, the Atkins days or whatever, right? Mm. However, now they are now diagnosed and they're starting from square one and, you know, they hear you and I, Doug, talk about, okay, like these guidelines are so out of whack. Let's take a quick second to stop about, uh, talk about that because um, I think that's really where someone that's maybe, um, you know, freshly diagnosed or maybe has been struggling for years or maybe, you know, they've heard about low carb or, you know, even keto for some time. However, they just weren't able yet to draw those parallels. So let's take a step back. And when we talk about, you know, the, the guidelines that essentially had led us to where we are today, uh, you know, unfortunately for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Um, where you, you mentioned here on, you know, the site that, you know, these are di- dietary policies, you know, from the 70s. And I think Ansel Keys, his work, uh, I think, was even, you know, prior to that. Um let's let's get into that. So um in and I love this kind of conversation because everyone's take I always pull that much more out of it, right? Mm. Um so what what's your t- I, f- I find it super fascinating. So what's your take on it?
1: Um in, in what in particular take on
0: So in when it comes to um so we're here in the US, right? You're uh, I believe in Florida, right? And so I'm here in uh in California. And so I know for us, the standardized, uh, the food pyramid, I don't know the date on the food pyramid, but I do remember, even back since when I was a kid, being indoctrinated into having six to 11 servings of bread, pasta, yeah, no. carbohydrate.
1: It's it's just crazy. I think, if if I'm right, I think it was introduced at the same time that the... U.S. dietary guidelines were introduced by the McGovern Commission in 1977 or 78. I know the commission was in 77, but they may have only implemented the guidelines in 78. And and by about 1980, pretty much it it had been adopted as as the de facto guidelines by the rest of the world, or at least the English speaking world at the very least. Um, so you know that I, that that's that's where it all started to go wrong. Um, uh, it was advocating d- eliminating fats and eating more carbohydrates, and all the d- incidences of of all these chronic chronic uh, cr- chronic diseases um, just started skyrocketing right around that time. It, um, it that was what I said. I feel like you know we're responsible for inflicting this on the world, and so we need to we need to take take on trying to fix that now. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, um, and, okay, now we're very, very good friends with um, Dr. Gary Fecky and Belinda Fecky in in Australia. And Belinda has gone down this humongous rabbit hole of of starting to understand where a, a lot of the thought patterns come from. in in terms of um vegetarianism and cutting fat and all that that stuff and it's and it's amazing that it actually goes way back before Ansel Keys and you start to understand where he even got his ideas from but you know back to the um the Kellogg brothers in the in the early 1900s and even G White in in the late 1800s and um a lot of their their teaching, the Seventh Day Adventist Church, of right, um, they 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 formed the 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 AHA, and a lot, a lot of those things come were established right back then, especially American Dietary Association, I think it's called, ADA, was uh, was a, a product of of that from from way back then. Um, they they have universities and they own Nutrition companies and and they just the um, uh, the what's it called the mind bending yeah <laughs> um, yeah the indoctrination the, the indoctrination that's the word I was looking for that that that's that's going on is is a lot of it comes from there and you know the more she digs the more she finds and. You know um people from- from that organization that are members of the dietary guidelines association right now and um and how that all influenced the um the way people think today um and it, it's 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 pretty scary actually how how enormous their their influence is and they 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 don't even it's not like they're doing it underhandedly they they it's not a hidden agenda they right if you talk to them about it, they openly acknowledge that this is what they are trying to do and and they will tell you why they're trying to do it and um it's you know it's got a lot some of it a lot of it's got to do with um meat c- causing bad thoughts and carnal thoughts and all this kind of stuff. And you want to prevent um, men and children from masturbating. And so they they, mustn't feed them meat. And I mean, it's but they but they truly believe it with all their hearts. And they're not bad people. No, they they are. They're trying to do what they believe is right. Um, They just have been brought up with that indoctrination and they and that's and that's just what they believe to the core and so they fight for it with everything they have
0: to the now um,
1: yeah so yeah that's that's uh that's a pretty interesting thing that she's been studying this for for a few years but only really um towards the end of last year started to really kind of come out and start talking about it and and I, having the confidence to to believe that it that um, everything that she was talking about was actually true. I mean, she's done an incredible amount of research on this. Does she publish her work? I mean, if
0: we wanted to, uh, maybe give some resources, she, maybe find some um, of her work.
1: She, I, I don't, I don't think she's. It's one, she says is one of her, one of her problems is like almost a bit like ADHD kind of thing. Like she's, uh, she struggles to, to put it all down. Um, yeah, yeah. But she's done. She's done some. She's done a few talks. There's um, there's the talks on. She did a talk at at our event in back in July, which um, can actually be seen for free if you if you go and look on the Keto Mojo website. Okay. Uh, they literally launched like we've licensed all our video con- uh, conference videos to them, and they've literally a couple of days ago. Um, I think they've got 142 videos or something that they that they have suddenly made available on their site. Oh, wonderful. Belinda, Belinda's talk from San Diego uh, will, will be on there somewhere. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what the name of her. Um, but if you go at, at Belinda Fetke or something, um, if you look her up on Twitter, you'll find she, she's very talkative on Twitter. Um, <laughs> And, and, and I, I would, uh, if you'd like, I can, I can introduce you because I'm pretty, she wants to tell anybody who will listen. Oh, hundred so percent. If you would like to do a podcast with her, um, I will, I'll put you in touch because I'd be honored. Absolutely. It's, 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 that's just a fascinating thing. And I, you know, I'm, I pick up bits and pieces from what she tells me, but, um, she's got it all all the names and numbers and dates and everything at her fingertips. It's incredible.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that'd be great because I think that, you know, at least coming from, um, you know, on, on the patient side and just maybe just the average Joe side, if you will, um, it's kind of hard because when we look our providers and naturally, you know, the ADA, um, you know, and um, AHA, they're putting out this information and it's hard because we can look into the eyes of the provider and we know at the bottom of them, our heart, that they just like you're saying, you know, just like the whole seven as the SDAs, the seventy advertisements, they're not bad people. They're coming from the heart. They're coming from a pay, a place of care. However, you know, it's, it's just risk-guided. not right, 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 right. And so, the faster I think that I'm, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to well, say one, one small thing. I just I think the faster that we as a as patients and maybe just as you know people um, eating for our health, I think the faster that we can actually make peace with that. And the faster that we can address that for what it is, the faster we can actually kind of like take that pressure off of our shoulders. And then, you know, naturally the numbers, just like you had said earlier, will, you know, go ahead and prove themselves out. The um, Even if you want to get away from necessarily science and just maybe exercise a little bit of self-care through a dietary change or a lifestyle change that you can absolutely do so, not feel so bad about it. And then yeah. when you start to turn things around, like... Bingo. And I, I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted no, to make no, sure that I got I, that out there.
1: I, I, I was just actually going to say that one of the things that, that people can do, I think, that would help us and, and help everybody in the end. Please. Um, is is to literally go and download the, the PDF version of those clinical guidelines and take them to your doctor. You know, I mean... It, uh, some of them these days, a lot of them these days will throw it in the bin, but some will take a look at it and um and if, and some of those will actually convert and for you know we we trying to change this world one one physician at a time, and that's the way everybody can help is is you know, you can go and tell tell your doctor, oh yeah, I'm doing low carb, or you know, this is what you need to do for for di for diabetes or something as an intervention. They're not gonna listen to you. They're not gonna listen to me. I'm an engineer. They don't care. Right. Um but if if there's a set of clinical guidelines that are that are produced by physicians for these physicians and it's a it's it's published in a formal place and it's something that they that they can get behind then some of those people who are on the fence who kind of believe kind of believed it I've just, i there's a lot of doctors that still that have seen it that's that actually believe it but are still afraid um to do it because there's no current standard of care right right and just that, the- that supports them
0: absolutely and just uh, just for anyone listening make sure uh that you check the show notes because all of Doug's resources um will be throughout uh the show notes there so yeah 100% i think that you also had touched on something that's priceless in that um yeah not only can we now share that uh, you know that case study information the doctorate information right so it's not necessarily me trying to talk to my doctor about no, I- you know doctor related affairs right i think what's also more Um, important or just as priceless, and you had actually touched on it earlier, is tangible results, right? And so when they're actually looking at your personal transformation, when they're actually looking at the improvement across the board on your blood markers, when they're actually looking at the improvement of your, your vitality, your energy comes up, you know, through the roof, right? It's like, wow, what did you, what did you do? And you're like, well, I kind of got away from all this processed stuff and I'm, I'm essentially feeding my body with nutrient dense, you know, high quality food. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now implementing and I'm putting these like theories and this ideology into work. So it goes from, you know, an idea or something that we see on paper to now something that I can hold in my hands. It's very hard for ourselves, which is actually empowering more than anything. And even our providers to say what we're doing is wrong when they're holding your blood panel when they're holding your before and after results versus, you know, uh, you know, looking at a case study, cause I think just as Doug has said, yeah, a, a handful of them are going to convert. And even for the ones, you know, bless their hearts that might be coming from a good place. Maybe they just don't want to view it a particular way. Maybe they're not ready, or maybe they're still in that mode of transition. Um, you know, again, additional, you know, resources are available. Hey, look, if you don't want to look at my information, here are some other people's and here are some other people rather, and some other doctored information, uh, you know, supporting the same thing. And then that way, you know, they can, they can see it from both ends. They can see it from the regular person and and then naturally they can see it, you know, from a much higher level. But yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. But you know, I, I feel like there's so much evidence out there now, and there's so much talk about it now that, I honestly feel that a doctor who refuses, who is exposed to this information and refuses to acknowledge it is, is guilty of malpractice. And down the road, and I don't believe it's that far off, there's going to be class action lawsuits from families and patients, uh, patients who are really sick, who've lost limbs and gone blind and all oh that Oh my stuff. gosh, I've, never even, of, I've never even
0: thought of that, but you're so right. At,
1: and patients or, or families who have lost loved ones, they are going to get on board and find a a lawyer who is going to is going there's going to be a class action lawsuit and a numbers of them, and the, and the doctors that 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 refuse to see this or refuse to at least acknowledge it with an open mind, and at least acknowledge that it is an it's an, an option as a, as an intervention, they. They are going to be liable they they're trying to protect their butts now, but they are going to end up in lawsuits because they refuse to acknowledge this first do no harm that is what that is like the the um whatever it is that that thing that they that they have to what's it called um when they when they when they qualify they have to they have to recite this uh, this thing um
0: Right, it's almost like their mantra code. or Hipp- their, their Hipp- ethic code, right? Yeah. Their ethics code. Yeah. Or, yeah, something of that sort.
1: And uh and you know, at the end it, it, it in most of them it says and above all else, first do no harm. And their obligation in order to to live up to that is to keep up with the with the science. And when stuff comes out that challenges what they were taught, they need to acknowledge it and 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 study it and and eventually they 'll see that that yes they had been a lot of what they had been taught was wrong, and this is now the latest science, and they need to now incorporate that in their practice and if they don 't, then they are guilty of malpractice and,
0: yeah. i'm i 'm so blown away and i 'm so humbled to think about that because um you know over the last couple of years we 've seen at least on the type two diabetic. And we've seen all these issues coming out. Well, actually I guess pros and cons, depending on, you know, naturally how far someone wants to look into it. But, you know, like think these, uh, these SLG two inhibitors, these different, uh, you know, diabetic drugs. Right. And mm-hmm. so um, it's funny because there's these class action lawsuits and we just, I mean, you can literally, and I don't want to like get, you know, set on fire or anything, but insert XYZ drug name in there. And then on Google, feel free to do this. And, you know, search right after that, you know, class action lawsuit, right? And the next thing you know, you're just going to find a litany, just a myriad, just a, you know, just this avalanche of, you know, sites, articles, all this information. And until you said that, it never even dawned on me, A, who prescribed it? And B, who had prescribed the actions to take and the dietary measures to take to lead someone to that position, to lead them to that point, and you're a hundred percent correct. I um I made friends with this gentleman, um, and he uh, type two diabetic, and um, gentleman was if I had to take a wild guess, maybe be maybe in his sixties, and this gentleman is is jacked. I mean, he literally looks like he walked out of a like like a fitness magazine, right? And, um, and I walk up to him and I'm just like, sir, you know, if I'm half, if I, if I look a 10th, the way that you look at your age, I think I'd have life figured out. And he laughs and he goes, hold on. He runs outside. Long story short, gives me like this picture and, a, and he's holding a pair of pants and he's like, have you seen this before? i seen this guy before. And he's, I look at the picture and it's him and he's like morbidly obese guy was wow. huge. And all of a sudden he, I look up and he's holding these pants. And these pants, you know, not to sound rude or anything, but they look like a parachute. They're huge. You know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, really? And um, I'm like, OK, what was it? Long story short, he was a type two or you know, type two diabetic that transformed his body. And he was like, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, my gosh, man, me too. And uh, so, so he shares his story. And uh, at the end of that, he's like, yeah, you know, so I'm like, you know, where you at now? And he goes, well, you know, he goes, what's funny is I actually have to stop working out soon. And I'm like what? Like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, I have to start, um, you know, um, dialysis. And they're telling me that I can't necessarily, uh, you know, do this anymore. At least, you know, maybe I have to scale it down and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, well, I basically had a doctor because inside of his story, it was like, you know, he had this doctor that basically, you know, put his finger in his chest, like you're going to do this and you're going to turn your life around, which he did. And the doctor meant well. However, the doctor also said, you're, you're going to have, oatmeal you're going to have you know juice and stuff like that and essentially what was happening is he would have these huge spikes take drugs it you know drop extremely low and then when it was low the prescription or at least the direction was to now go ahead and have juice so now he's forcing them himself on this roller coaster right and i think that what ended up saving him or really kind of you know helping him out tremendously is that when his initial doctor that ultimately led him, unfortunately to dialysis set him up with a nephrologist, that new kidney doctor was like, um, no. And he put him on a new diet. Um, I don't think it's necessarily ketogenic, but it's definitely low carb. Um, and so yeah, able to completely turn things around. And it's amazing because when you look at this gentleman, he did all the right things. He did all the things that were all told to do, and it, you can't help but wonder when you hear his story. Phenomenal guy, heart of gold. Like, I love this guy. And it's like, man, he probably wouldn't be in the position that he's in now if he had that second doctor first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just it's, when you say, you know, and you're 100% correct because, man, like, this is a guy who took direction took action he was morbidly obese i mean the guy literally looked like he walked out of a fitness magazine and here he is you know he kind of unfortunately was led you know in the wrong direction by a guy who meant well and so you know real quick before i say another word um how for for people just like me regular joes type 2 diabetics doug how can we support what you're doing how can we not only, I mean, obviously we're, I'm going to put all your stuff to, to all your resources in the show notes. So yes, everybody's going to have the tools and the resources and the direct information to not only get your information, but to share it and to learn from it and to apply it right. High five to that. But you know, for you being able to do all this work, um, because again, I'll start the, I'll, 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 I have to say it again, like from a guy who, and obviously now is it now is a different a day and an age where things are so, so different. However, it's not the same across the board yet, right? Um, what are things that regular folks like, like me can do to support what you're doing?
1: Okay, so, I mean, there's, there's supports in, in, in two ways. So first of all, you, you kind of mentioned some of that, and that's, that's to be as active as possible. Um, so anything that, that we put out, the, the podcasts... You know youtube videos um anything that that we do like that that uh, the more that they can share and retweet and and send it out, the more exposure we get and what that does is it is it gets more people aware of of the fact that we even exist, and what that leads to is more bums in seats at at events, and that you know we haven't. We haven't come out in the black for one of our events yet, um, but it is possible. We just need to get more more buns in seats um, and you know come to an event if you can if it's, if it's something that you can do that as, a, as first of all that's going to be an incredible experience for, for you or that uh, that, that person um, and it helps us because you know that that better revenue that that comes in from from your thing and um it, it keeps the hotel happy because there's more rooms that that they that they are um that they're selling out which means that they can maybe give us a bit more of a concession on the on the rental charges for the rooms and the uh, F&B minimums that they want to charge us and so that's saving us some money which which will eventually help lead to to us coming out in the black um, uh, you know, we we started doing that when we when we introduced the podcast a few months ago, and that was to create a a, a Patreon account. But I, I I don't like going around pleading for money. We actually had a bit of a thing that we put we tagged on to the end of of each of the first I don't know it was like nine or ten podcasts that we actually put out, but after a while. I've even taken that off as well. And right at the end, I just say, look, if you want to support us, we're on Patreon. And um, maybe I, I, I need to be more out there than that, but I just don't feel right about it. I think I, I just wanted people to be aware of the fact that we have a Patreon account and that if they would like to support, if they like what we're doing and they would like to help support us and make this sustainable then you know go in there and 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 become a patron we've got different levels in there that give people early access to podcasts and access uh, different tiers that give people access to bonus material that other people don't get access to like n- conversations that I I've just had in, in on an evening talking with with Rob Cyrus and stuff that are just fascinating it's not an official podcast or anything and i just like because i'm still recording I just like cut that bit out and put it in as a bonus, as a bonus episode that people on that tier can have access to. And we're trying to, to add more and more value as we go along, as we, as we learn what, what would be valuable, um, to the people that do support us. Um, that's, that's something that people can do, you know, and and as little as a dollar a month, um, what anything, everything helps. And, um, that you know we we still scrambling and struggling, but eventually we believe that that you know this this whole thing is going to become a a huge thing, and that we will eventually actually be able to pay our salaries
0: you know what doug um you, my brother, are so humble, um clearly have a heart of gold, and you wear it on your sleeve, so let me sit, let me put it this way, okay? <laughs> um, you know, for anybody who hears Doug and can get an understanding of where he's coming from, okay, let me ask you this, okay? If you've ever spent any money on a diet book, if you've ever spent any money on supplements, if you've ever spent money at a gym, if you've ever spent money on an ebook, a course, an educational program, anything to further you along, whether it's your education, your personal growth, your health, maybe like exercise, maybe it's the food that you eat, whatever it is, okay? Clearly, you can look at that stuff, and we've all done it. I've probably spent more money in supplements than I could probably shake a stick at, and I've probably lost count only Lord knows how many years ago. If and when you consider the amount of information, and the amount of value that Doug offers on his site, 100% for free. He's not asking for a million bucks. However, if we're honest with one another and you've probably spent a couple of couple of dollars for yourself, which we all have, feel free to give him some love. Because, yeah, um, when you look at the fact that he's going out and playing an active role, into what I believe is probably one of the biggest catalysts, if you will, right? The small hinges that swing the barnyard doors, okay? Um, yeah, absolutely. He's talking to guys like you and I and people like you and I. However, if and when you go to his site, they're talking about educating doctors. And they're talking about going from the top down, right? And that's that's immensely, that's immensely, uh, that's, that's, that's profound. That's I mean, I, I really can't, when, and I, I say this because, so much of my experience for type two diabetics outside of myself and getting out of my own head is spending time in some of these social media groups, especially on Facebook and to hear and to see the heartache and people chasing their tails and people going around and round and, and people finally getting a leg up and then getting bashed down and almost feeling like they have, they're doing the wrong thing when they're doing the right thing. And, and unfortunately if I'm going to call a spade a spade for a lot of us, cause I'm, I'm looking in the mirror when I say this, I'm not better than anybody, especially a person who had come from a lot of different um, eating. I wouldn't say eating disorder, but a very high attachment and a, a very high emotional and irrational relationship with food to take one step forward and feel that you're getting, you're getting knocked like 20 feet back. And to now know that like, it's Okay. And now know that you now have resources, not just, you know, not just some online diet guru guy, even more so doctorate information and someone playing an active role to educate the doctors on your behalf and the behalf of others is priceless. So um, Doug, my brother, anything that I can ever do personally um, to wave your flag, uh, give you a platform, give you a foundation, um, you know. You got me, you
1: yeah, know. Thank you for that. Absolutely, that's brother. All we need is a couple of people like you, and we'd we'll be good. Um, so that's it's Patreon.com/slash-lowcarbUSA for that for that account. Um, one other thing, I just realized as I was looking here, I um, I've just been invited to onto the, to be a part of the steering committee on a new organization that. Uh, Nina Teicholz has had a lot to do with putting together. It's called the Low Carb Action Network, okay. And um, the whole idea with that is to is to try to help uh, work with the Dietary Guidelines Association to get the dietary guidelines changed, right? And that's very wow. different to the to the clinical guidelines. Yes. But um, uh, quite a cool group of people that that um, I'm involved with on that, and they've just launched their. Um, their Facebook page and their uh, Twitter account. So, if if people can go to on Facebook, they can go to facebook.com/slash low carb action. Okay. Um, that's the um, that's the thing. I'm not sure if I can find the the one for Twitter. I thought I had it here, but I didn't. Um, unfortunately can't find the Twitter account. Oh, here it is. Okay, so what would that be? Okay, so also at low carb action. Okay. Um, well, you know, I'm just looking at the Twitter thing. I've got 42 followers. So yeah, they've literally just launched it. Wonderful. But um, so that would be something else that people could could follow there and try to see what they can do to help Improve the dietary guidelines. It, it, it's an, that's a massive, massive uphill battle. But you know, even though you feel like you're not making much progress, somebody's we've got to we've got to fight. And yeah. um, and hopefully, I keep saying it. My introductory remarks to my um, to my events when I talk about the the clinical guidelines that we've been able to produce. I I actually believe that we're going we're going to lead the way, and that the the changes in medicine are going to happen before the dietary guidelines actually change. Um, but who knows how it's all well, going to pan out in the end? And so, whatever we believe, we've got to at least keep keep fighting to to improve them as much as we can.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, what, real quick, let's make sure that we give um, everyone. Any and all ways to directly connect with you. So um, Doug, your events, right? So you've got one coming up here in Boca Raton.
1: Right. Right.
0: That's going to be, uh, what's the date on that
1: one? Okay. So that's the 17th to the 19th of January.
0: Okay. Wonderful. And then um, you're coming out my neck of the woods here
1: um, in August, Right. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually based in San Diego. I live in oh, San Diego. Are you? Oh, yeah. wonderful. Oh, okay, so we're San Diego. The San Diego one is our flagship event, and that is our, our home base. Um, all the other ones are, are on the road.
0: Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So you're going to be here in San Diego, August. What are the dates on
1: that one? Um, hang on a sec. I've got it. Uh, so it's going to be August 27 to 30. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. And, um, and then, what? And then I, I don't know if you, anybody that listens to Low Carb MD podcast, um, is putting on a an event in New York in July. I think it's the seventeenth to the. We haven't got that on the site yet. We're still busy organizing it. But if I look how quickly I can find it, so I believe it's going to be from the. Uh, so the 16th to the 19th, I believe of, of July. Beautiful, beautiful. And your podcast,
0: right? Low carb USA, all one word,
1: right? Low carb
0: USA podcast. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Hey Doug, 100%. I definitely want to thank you for your time. Thank you for the resources again, please, please, please feel free to visit Doug's resources, lowcarbusa.org. Just a phenomenal Uh, you know, place that, you know, library, if you will, of, of really just everything low carb, we're talking like, you know, PCOS P you know, PTSD, diabetes, right. Just across the board. And so, um, not only that, um, again, if you are looking for a low carbohydrate doctor, if you're looking for, um, you know, a health coach, again, he's got an entire list of folks ready and willing to help you. Doug, my brother, um, 100%. Um, I thank you. And uh, yeah, we definitely got to do this again if it's okay with you.
1: That's okay with me. I love chatting about it. Anybody that's interested, like, um, I'm so tired of talking to people who don't who are not interested, including my family. But, uh, <laughs> it's always nice to talk to someone who gets it. Absolutely. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. Okay, but No problem. Thanks All right. for having me.
0: Look, man, that guy is awesome. That guy's an absolute gangster. And let me tell you something real quick. Um, Two things, right? Number one, um, he actually gives, they give their dietary guidelines away for free, okay? Meaning that the same information that doctors are paying to learn from around the country, you can actually get a copy of the exact dietary guidelines they give away for free. So go ahead and get a copy of that. Educate yourself. Feel free to share it with your doctor, I mean, when you look at the roster of people that he has on his board alone, right, it's almost like asking, you know, like Warren Buffett, like, how do you pick a stock or, you know, a like Michael Jordan, how do you set up for a jump shot or, uh, you know, like, um, um, you know, Emeril Lagasse or something like how do you pick a pasta or something? It's just just something crazy. I mean, by all means, it's a phenomenal resource. And then more than anything, they are hosting low carb, uh, you know, Boca right now. You can actually go on there and actually watch the um, you know, the live stream over the Internet. Okay. now um, I'll go ahead and put a link in there. He does, um, you know, have affiliates and stuff like that. I'm not an affiliate of his. I just want to get this all to him. I mean, he just when you look at the people that he gives a platform to, um, obviously the, the roles that they play in helping people just like you and I helping save lives just like yours and mine and even more importantly, saving families like yours and mine. I mean, come on, man. You got to show the guy some love. So, yeah, um, go ahead. Check him out on Twitter. Check him out on Instagram. Um, and then, obviously, check out his actual event. That was Doug Reynolds with Low Carb USA. And, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Later.